what we want is to have real, genuine, lasting change. And that real, genuine, lasting change, um, that comes uh, when people really engage with God and, and the Spirit convicts their hearts and, and they put faith in Jesus Christ. This is Fixed on Jesus. Welcome again to Fixed on Jesus. Here we are on the strain that is going. We don't know where, but we know we're on it. We are interred. And I guess interred's kind of the wrong word. That's what you say when people are dead on in something. We're not dead. <laughs> We're very much alive, but we are live. We are alive. We won't be live. This isn't alive mm, for the yet. people that are experiencing right now. But for us, it's live. And so we are together. We're Mark Johnson and I, uh, Rich Richardson. We are um, traveling along on this train that is fixed on Jesus. Heather Corbett is our production coordinator, and. Uh, we're grateful that you joined us today. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just going to dive right into it. Today, we want to talk about altar calls. Altar calls. Yeah, so we'll start with just if you could give us an idea of what are they? I'm sure there's some people listening who don't know what they are or some who have experienced it, but what, how would you describe that to someone? Yeah, it's a... It was, it's a, an altar call. <laughs> an altar call is when a preacher or a church leader invites people to respond, usually to the gospel or to some other thing. Hopefully it, the gospel. You, usually, but I mean, it could be respond, like if you have sin or, mm. or that kind of thing. So like some kind of physical response to the, the preaching of, of whatever proceeded. And so um, one of the things that I think most people don't understand is, is that altar calls were, were not a fixture. They're a fixture now, but they were not a fixture in Christendom uh, before like the 1800s um, because the person, Charles Finney was the one who introduced altar calls. And so the problem with an altar call is, is it gives the false impression that if you raise your hand, or come down front, that something actually changed. Mm. So that's how it could be unhelpful. It could be really unhelpful. I mean, in fact, um, Billy Graham, who I respect in all kinds of different ways, I mean, he preached a very faithful gospel. That was the televangelist? Well, he was, this is before televangelism. He was more of a, he was just a traveling evangelist, Billy Graham. If if you don't know Billy Graham, he he was a man who had a ministry in the United States from like the early 1950s all the way through the 20 the rest of the 20th century and only passed on a few years ago Billy Graham was a was a, a wonderful gentleman who preached the gospel and he preached the gospel in uh, in you know like football packed football stadiums there's a real famous time where he went to England and preached in Wembley Stadium it was supposed mm-hmm. to be just a few days but it ended up being weeks. Uh, there, and so there's just, and he did a great job preaching the gospel. It was very clear. It was orthodox. It was compelling. Uh, but the challenge that the, the problem that 
not a problem, but like, I mean, it is a problem in this sense. He would call people to respond to an altar call. And so he would tell people to come down front if they want to accept Jesus. And so according to their own numbers, the Billy Graham Foundation or whatever their, whatever their organization's called, 89% of the people who would respond to an altar call uh, ended up falling away from the faith. And so I, I think that's right there with their own numbers. I think that shows something that that shows something that is not a helpful practice um, because we don't see anywhere in the Bible a, um, you know, in any service people, people called to respond by walking forward or raising their hand. And the other, the other reason I think it's unhelpful is I've met a lot of people who don't understand the gospel, don't understand who Jesus is, don't understand what he's done. Um, and when you ask them what assurance they have that they're Christians, they say something like, well, I was at a meeting a few years ago and I raised my hand when the, when the, the preacher said, do you want to invite Jesus into your heart? So it, it gets boiled down like, do you want to invite Jesus into your heart? What does that even mean? Do you understand? Does that person understand that they're a sinner in need of the transforming power of Jesus Christ, or are they thinking they're just adding a little bit of Jesus to their life so that they can have things go better? We don't know. Like a little Jesus supplement? Yeah, like a little, yeah, something like that. Just sprinkle mix a little it in. Jesus on them? Yeah, mix it in. You know, he's, but he's, that's why we want to think about, like, that's, that's why we don't do altar calls here, because I don't want people to put their faith in the fact that they responded, like they had a physical response by raising their hand or getting up um, or whatever physical response, that what we want is to have real, genuine, lasting change. And that real, genuine, lasting change, um, that comes uh, when people really engage with God and, and the Spirit convicts their hearts and, and they put faith in Jesus Christ. And so what we'll talk about a lot here at the end of services, I'll say this a lot, is something like, if you if something you know pricked your heart talk to a christian friend yeah mm-hmm. uh, maybe sit in your chair and just pray for a little bit uh if you have questions we have pastors and others who are up front who can pray for you uh, i don't want to give the impression that by raising your hand or walking up front that anything spiritually happens because it may not mm. uh, it may not but what we want to do is steadfastly point them to christ so that they put their trust and hope and faith in Christ, and that Christians continue to put their trust and hope and faith in Christ. Amen. Yeah, I totally agree. But just for the sake of of discussion, I'm going to push back a little bit, play uh, devil's advocate. Sure. Even though we're not believer in the, the devil. devil well yeah. we do believe we do in believe the devil. just the devil does him. the devil has many advocates mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't want to be you, one of them but well you're going to be this, one of them go ahead just for this conversation uh-huh mark will join the devil and his advocates go ahead what's Ooh, your question mark advocate uh so you explained how we would do it here what do you think first of all let's it's a two-part question let's put ourselves in the shoes of another church where they do do altar calls what do you think their justification is or their reasoning to why they think it's a good thing? I, I mean, I think it's a heart, a heart, it's a heart that is, is 
wanting to see people change. Right. And so I don't think there's anything wrong, like in the sense that, you know, they that that's what they know. Yeah. And so and they learned it. They probably learned it. Yeah. That way. I mean, it's a, and it's probably the reason they do that is probably because that's what they've seen a hundred times, yeah. and it's tradition. Mm. And so, like, you just get used to it. it. That's one of the things that I think is so hard about it is because it's so in the American church culture yeah. that it's assumed and it's assumed you read it you, you think it's just it's just a part of life but it's mm. not it doesn't need to be you know like when peter preaches in acts chapter two we don't have him calling people to raise their hands or right. come down front the spirit fell and they're cut to their hearts and they ask what must we do to be saved mm. right and so i think it's born of people who do altar calls now it's born of a of a you know, a good desire, but fruit-wise, I, I don't see in the Bible any any time where we're directed to respond physically to as a confirmation that something spiritually happened. Mm. That's not how it works. Um, we we want spiritual truth to to penetrate our hearts and inform our lives, and we don't want to put faith in any kind of physical action, raise your hand, signing a card, walking down front, um, even baptism. I mean, baptism is a sign of something, but we don't baptize people so that they get saved. We baptize people because they are saved. And so uh, that is, that's important. And Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that people, the faith people have, they have in Jesus, not in the fact that they got baptized. Got it. So they could they could be even putting too much faith in that physical response over, over actually putting it in Jesus. Right, absolutely. I mean, and just real practically, this that's one of the reasons we don't do, like, we don't set up the baptismal and say, hey, who wants to get baptized today? Baptismal? Baptismal is Never what heard that's that called. one. Well, that's that's not cheesy Christian slang. That's Good. just a word. That's that's a word you need to learn if you're going to be in, go around, go in and Google. around church. Nope. Nope. nope, I don't. Nope, just baptismal. That's what that is. That's even if it's a horse trough like ours filled with water, it's called a baptismal. And so, and it is a horse trough that we fill with water. Um, okay. We'll call it a baptismal. It's oh, it's, it's a physical thing. It's a physical object. Yeah, it's what the water. Are you googling? I gotta that see a picture of this. Yeah. Oh, you'd have to see a picture. It's a horse trough. I don't a know metal what that horse. Is. I'm from the city. A metal horse trough with water that you people sit in and. They get baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the I'm Holy Spirit. I'm a visual Spirit. learner. Okay. Well, anyway, the baptismal, so like you made me lose my train of thought, but mm-hmm. I'll try to go ahead and get on the train again. <laughs> um, the reason we don't do sort of instant baptisms is because I don't, like if I say, does somebody want to get baptized? And, you know, I don't, and they come up front and they say, yeah, I do. I don't know what they believe about the gospel. I don't know what they believe about Jesus. I have no idea what... Uh, you know what this person's testimony is, and so I want to make sure that that I, that this person has interacted with God. I don't need them to have a twelve-week course on you know on theology. What I need is for them to recognize that they're Christian. They they were they recognize they were a sinner. Their only hope in life and in death is for Jesus Christ to save them, and that's it. Full stop. And so I can't be confident that if never met somebody they they can get baptized i saw a clip from this church um maybe i'll share it on my instagram Mm. that uh they this this young lady was getting baptized what is your instagram just plug plug the people 
what is my Instagram? Uh oh. That is a great question. <laughs> Hang on. My Instagram is on Instagram. <laughs> and I would imagine if you search my name, you could find it. My Instagram, oh, of course. My Instagram is Coleman A4. That's my real name, Coleman, C O L E M A N. Like the brand? Like the like, brand. Like the, I don't know, they make like cups. Yeah, oh, you mean like the camping stuff? Yeah. Yes. But yeah. you were before them. I don't know. I think they're older than me. So I was born in 1973. I think Coleman predates me. Anyway, Coleman A4. And there's a picture of someone with less gray hair than me, but that is me. Um, anyway. So anyway, there was this, there was this baptism that, that this, this, they were doing this instant baptism. And this lady comes up. up right this lady comes up and he says, why are you getting baptized? And she goes, well, I have a mission to help. A uh, mission to help animals, like <laughs> I, like some spirit empowerment <laughs> to help animals, and I was like, "That's the problem. That's why we don't do this." And you know, that's that's not good. So anyway, that's great. so all I put all that under altar calls and mm. you know physical responses and things. Now, when the Lord does come and the Spirit does come and there's a physical response to that, that's great, yeah. and we pray for that, but we don't want to manufacture that. Mm-hmm. And we'll touch on this a little bit more in revival episodes. Um, but I, just one more question. We'll yeah, wrap yeah. up this one. It's just, I want to put myself, so I, I didn't get saved through an altar call, but I want to put myself in the shoes of someone who did just for a moment. Let's say I, you know, I did a physical response to an altar call, and, I, and that was 20 years ago. And now I'm a faithful Christian. I'm, I'm chugging along after Jesus on a train, whatever method of, movement you want to talk about how would they how would one interpret that i just say praise god praise god that's good news um and so there's so people can be saved that way people can be saved that way for sure i knew a guy who got saved and he was high so Mm. but that doesn't mean everybody should get high before they get saved and so um Uh. no (laughs) no and Mm. but just because i'm not saying that altar calls are evil i just think they're not helpful And so uh, I think that they, because there's a lot, it gives false assurance to people because the way, the way we can tell if someone's saved is does their life exhibit the fruit in keeping with the repentance that we all say we've experienced in Jesus. And so if someone just responds physically and then walks away and says, I'm fine because I prayed a prayer, because I raised my hand because I walked forward, because I signed a card. None of those things are grounds for assurance. Jesus Mm. and Jesus alone is. Love that. Okay. So that wraps up our episode on altar calls. Feel free to reach out to us with any questions. Um, Keep watch for that meme. Um, It's going to be up, that video, the... What's it called again? The She was... uh, You showed it to me. She said... She said she's going to... She has something like... She has a mission for the spirit animals or something like that. Okay. She's going to help yeah. them, and she needs, yeah. So I, it, I don't want to make fun. I just want to show, like, that's that's an example of why we don't want to just do these instant instant baptisms. For sure. Because we don't know. But, I mean, people might believe stuff like that. Yeah. Got it. So reach out to us at production at centergilbert.com. Thank you again for listening. Um, watch out for future and check out some of our past episodes. Thank you, and God bless. See you later, everybody.